0: Welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. I'm Gabby. And this is Marcella. Thank you for joining us today for another episode.
1: Um, If you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon account. We should have it linked in our show notes, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, We have three different tiers that you can choose from as far as like subscribing to different options. They all come with different perks. Some of them are just the basic. You get your reco links and, you know, some extra things. Uh,
0: Early access to episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah, early access, things like that. And then the other two get even more perks, like the highest one. You get one-on-one calls with us. Um, Also, things like uh, Patreon-exclusive episodes, along with whatever the tiers before that has. And also, if you subscribe today, you also have a backlog of all the stuff that we've put up all the content that we put up in the past I think we did it for the last season yeah season back we four. Mm-hmm. okay so we even have all of that um there are some of you who have joined the Facebook group who are like I'm new a li- new listener and I am like running out of content to listen to because you guys haven't been publishing so if you <laughs> want even more and it's just like the once a week situation is just not enough for you This might be a good option for you to become a patron and support good quality Christian media. Um, You want to talk about our challenge that we're doing on our Facebook group right now?
0: Yeah, so for the month of May, we are hosting a Home Reset Challenge, and once this challenge has been completed, we are going to select one winner to receive a $25 digital Amazon gift card. So in order to participate, you must be a member of our Facebook group, and that's also linked in our website, youngwifejob.com and you participate in each challenge there's a different challenge every week for the entire month of may by commenting a picture of your completed work so there's different challenges each week make sure you check the facebook group to make sure you've completed the challenge that way you have more entries and more chances to win
1: also another way that you can support us um, if you don't want to do the patreon thing and you're like we're really tight in the budget and we just can't afford to do a monthly subscription service with you guys. Is to uh, rate our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think Google Podcasts has an option to rate wherever you listen. That gives you the option to leave a review, give us your honest five star rating and review. Especially on Spotify, we have like a feeling that somebody gave us a like a bad review or something. <laughs> and it like lower the, the back up.
0: <laughs> so it's up to you guys to get us back up to we the need higher. the young it's and like white commu- community that to, to rally for this
1: <laughs> so that's one really quick easy free way to support us is by rating and reviewing wherever you are listening
0: Cool. So let's get into today's topic. So we have done an episode similar to this one and we did it season one. I believe so it's the while ago. Yeah. It was the second episode of season one. And oh, it was called Also,
1: if you're on video, oh,
0: shout out to after after Sophia.
1: Sophia. <laughs> hi as hi, Kristen. <laughs> I'm yeah, tea Sophia. out of your
0: mug. <laughs> after Sophia is like a sister podcast to us. They are great, great friends. And I also drank out of my mug this morning, (laughs) so we were both repping today. Anyway, okay, so we've done an episode about things that we make at home instead of buy. We did it in our very first season, and it's called What We DIY Instead of Buy, and you can listen to us in the thick of the pandemic in 2020 talk about different things that we make homemade. And so it was kind of hard because Marcel wanted to do an update for this. And I thought it was a great idea because we make a whole lot more stuff now that we did like three years ago. But I was having a hard time thinking of things because I literally said all of the things that I make homemade normally in the last episode and I still do all of those things. So you can go back and listen to those things to hear what I make still. Yeah. I honestly don't even remember
1: what I said. What did I say? I don't remember what I don't know. Do I have any reasons?
0: I don't remember, dude. Well, maybe you and I have to re listen to it because it was like three years ago. But anyway, yeah. we're just going to go back and forth and talk to you guys about things that we make at home instead of buy. So you can get some info, in, info, info, and inspo <laughs> for your homemade home. So the first thing that I make at home instead of buy is apple cider vinegar. And this is a investment because it takes like months for it to finish. Okay. It's one of those long fermenting things that you kind of like start and then you like leave it in your cabinet for like a few months. So this is how I did it. Just quick, just a quick rundown. Um, I took the peels from a ton of apples that I used to make a ton of apple pies in the fall and I soaked them in warm water and you can easily find a recipe like on TikTok. That's what I used. But I will put the recipe in the Patreon reco links so that you can see like the exact ratios that I did. But you use warm water and sugar and you soak the peels of apples in jars and you put it in a cold, dark place for like literally months. So I let mine stay there for like three months. Then after that, you take it out, you strain the liquid out. And you leave a little bit of headroom. And I'm making sure to say this now because I did not do that for a couple of my jars. One jar, I left almost two inches of headspace on the top and it fermented super well. But the other ones, I filled all the way up to the top because I wasn't paying attention to the directions very well and they didn't ferment. So you need that to like at least two inches of headspace. um, And that means probably more jars. So it depends on how much you're making. So then what you do is you put those jars that you've strained and you've like thrown away the peels or you can compost them. You put it in the fridge and again, stick it in the way back of your fridge or the way bottom of your fridge, because you're going to forget about it literally forever. You're going to forget about it and you're going to start over time seeing that liquid turn from like a yellowish color to a brown color which is the traditional apple cider vinegar color. So, one of my char- one of my jars was very successful and I can actually start finally using it now. I use it primarily as a hair mask to like descale my hair from like all the like gunk and stuff like dry shampoo and stuff. But of course you can, it's safe to drink and you can, you know, use it in dressings and other things. There's a ton of benefits to apple cider vinegar. But the other jars that I made did not ferment because they did not have the headspace in the first, the first fermenting stage in the fridge. And I had to toss that. So that was a huge loss. But again, like this is stuff that I already had in my cabinet. I had sugar and I had these peels from these apples. And so I, and apple cider vinegar, especially organic is so expensive. So Mm -hmm. this is definitely a way, again, it's a time investment. There's a lot of waiting, but it's just one of those things you can make and then forget about for a long time. And then you're like, Oh, I have this.
1: Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. You're next.
1: Okay. So my first thing is kind of oddly specific and it's tortillas. Um... (laughs) Flour or corn. uh I do flour. Bless. Mostly because we're like more of a flour
0: tortilla. So are we, yes. Family.
1: Um I do like I prefer corn tortillas for certain dishes more than others, but for the most part, like soft tacos, you know, we're doing papas con huevos. So I make like a lot of o. It's like a a Mexican type stew or whatever, dipping your tortillas in. It's like you just need flour tortillas for that. Room. It is really weird to me. How uh, when you go to the store to buy tortillas, the cheapest ones have so much junk in them. Mm-hmm. And like you just, it's just tortillas. Like, do we really need all of this extra stuff? And I understand it's because you know they have like the preservatives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what makes it cheaper because they can last longer on the shelves. Um so probably like I don't even know. Maybe it was when I was pregnant with Eli, maybe after, what was it like a year, year and a half ago, I found a recipe to kind of make my own. And there's various ones There's some that like traditionally you would use, you know, things like lard or Mm -hmm. stuff like that in order to make tortillas. Um, I was not able to like source good lard where when we were living in California, I haven't really looked around here. The one that I use, the recipe that I use, it's, like, an avocado oil-based. Or it's mm-hmm. a neutral oil-based, but I like to use avocado oil. Um, I prefer not to use, like, no and stuff like that. Um, and they are so good every single time. And then there's the other ones that are, like, a butter based. Um, But I don't know why I just, like, don't prefer so much the butter-based flour tortillas. I like having the neutral oil base, And then if you want to put butter on your nice, hot tortilla... That's different. Like that's Oh man, really, you're making really me nice. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds Sorry. so good. <laughs> but it's literally so easy. It's just I think it's like flour, water, salt. I think the one that I use uses like well, a little bit of baking powder. Um and anything like dough related, the toddlers love. Cause they get to smash it and you know, stick their fingers in it like <laughs> it's a fun one to do it's not super messy it is a little bit time consuming if you don't have like a tortilla press situation but i feel like it's so worth it like especially if you're doing a taco night if you regularly have um, your meal plan consists of one you know mexican dish or something during your week and you are always buying tortillas um and you don't love the ingredients that they have, but you don't want to buy the really good tortillas, which are only, like, the four ingredients, but for some reason, it's, like, $15 for a pack.
0: Yes, for, like, a six-pack.
1: I just don't understand. Like, how are they – how is that legal? How are they allowed to do that? You might as well – you honestly just might as well make it yourself. And it's – I think, like, working with dough for me and with my hands is very therapeutic. So some people, like, you know, they would rather buy other things, but – um yeah, it's it's so easy. Like it just seems like a no brainer
0: for me. So that's my first one. Let's move on to the next one. I love it. I've been doing tortillas too, <laughs> but I lost my dough hook for my KitchenAid, and I cannot find it. I'm so stressed out. So your I need to get a new dude. one before I can do. I I know. <laughs> my just use your hands my hands from my tendonitis my wrists are so weak dude I was trying to do some yoga today like don't worry like not new age yoga I was just stretching but I was doing some (laughs) yoga today and my wrists were literally (laughs) like wobbling and I was like oh my goodness like can I go to a doctor for this this is so bad but (laughs) anyway speaking of kneading dough I've been making tons (laughs) of sourdough I make two loaves a week it's a blessing i can't believe i was so intimidated by it it's so easy i love it you're welcome
1: she she inherited my sourdough starter because i could not take it with me on the plane it is
0: it is blessed that sourdough starter has made some incredible food and i'm so thankful (laughs) so thank you marcella for that but one dilemma i was falling into is the bread that goes stale at the end of the week and i didn't want to toss it i didn't want it to go moldy so then I recently looked up a recipe for bread cr- crumbs that would last long because I don't use breadcrumbs all that much. Like only like once in a while when I want to make some homemade chicken strips or, you know, stuff yeah. like that, or like a, a mac and cheese with like a breadcrumb crust. Like there's yeah. only a few recipes that I really frequently make that uses breadcrumbs. So I wanted something that could last on the shelf or in the freezer. So um farmhouse on the boon has a fantastic recipe super easy to follow to use your stale bread to turn into breadcrumbs, all you do is like chop up your your stale bread into like one inch cubes stick it to dry and heat up in your um oven then you take it out you blend it or you put it through the food processor and you're good to go and you can just make it as small and tiny as you want I put mine in the freezer because I want it to last long term. Again, I don't use breadcrumbs all the time. But if you use it at least once a week, then you can just stick it on the shelf or on the counter and it'll be solid. So yeah, I've been loving doing that with my my stale bread. And so sometimes I have like a couple pieces left over and I'm like, oh, I don't want to throw this away. It just kills me. But now I can just stick it in the oven, make breadcrumbs, and stick it in the freezer. And now I have, like, a surplus of breadcrumbs for various recipes. So
1: Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Okay. My next thing is something I know we definitely talked about in the last episode that we did that was similar to this, is practically any cleaner or deodorizer solution will usually consist of the same, like, three or four different Yes. A lot of white vinegar, a lot of baking soda, Um, even doing like you talked about your citrus cleaner situation, which I've also been using for many years now Mm -hmm. with orange peels. You get the jars, you put the orange peels in there, you fill it up with vinegar, let it sit for at least a couple of weeks. Usually mine end up sitting for longer than that. It just depends on how fast I go through it. And then you do the solution just depending on what ratio you want from the Vinegar, citrus solution to water and like a spray bottle or something. Things like that. Even like if you need something that's more abrasive, like for hard stuck-on stuff, especially in the kitchen or even in the bathroom. There's just there's so many ways to utilize natural ingredients in your home that you can buy bulk of. Like I buy usually a huge tub. Of baking soda that I use both for my cooking and baking and also for my cleaning solutions and it is definitely worth the money it's not even that expensive like usually I'm having to buy a huge bucket like that like maybe twice a year mm-hmm. um and it's cheaper than having to like buy different it's like a little yeah <laughs> yeah like a bunch of I have this this um tile spray and then I have my countertop spray. And then I have my stovetop spray. And then I, and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, girl. It's complicated. Yeah. It really let's doesn't. Simplify this. <laughs> yeah. And not all of the cleaning that I do is like strictly, oh, only natural ingredients. But the majority of my daily cleaning, I do use only that sort of stuff. So I can't even pinpoint one specific recipe because you could literally, There's so much out there, like anything, probably anything that you need to clean will have some kind of solution that you can take out. And you just, you have to search for it. (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, so pretty much anything like that. Also things like I make like mattress deodorizing refreshers with baking soda and essential oils. You can use that stuff for your carpets, for your rugs, vacuuming it up and, you know, it helps keep things fresh a fresh scent in your home without having to use like fabric sprays mm-hmm. um and you know linen sprays that have like hormone disrupting fragrances and things like that so <clears throat> so many so many different uses for just a few a few things that you can get could save just a bulk it saved just tons of money and it'll be better for your health too so
0: yes moving love it. on okay so i have recently Revitalized my compost. Um, I just made a post about it on my lowest homemaker Instagram. If you want to go and check that out, and you can see what it looks like. But I've done various styles of composting. The most successful one, um, I was collectively doing with my mom and my sister was the wheelbarrow, also. Yes, the wheelbarrow <laughs> barrel method. Um, it's like you do a layers of soil and, um, dried leaves. And then you add your vegetables or produce clippings, and then you kind of just keep layering it up. And ours turned out incredible. I really hope my parents take it (laughs) with them when they move to Tennessee, because it was just like so wonderful. And you can just use that as fertilizer for any any garden situation like you can even do it for your house plants and they just make it so green and so beautiful and it's just better than any store bought fertilizer but anyway i was going to say that instead of buying plant fertilizer and doing any extra things like that the compost can replace that completely. The plant food, all of that stuff, it can be completely replaced by compost. And there are so many different ways that you can do it. We have an entire episode dedicated to composting. I believe it's season two. Um, and it is just such an incredible way to reduce your food waste, but also use the food waste to create mm-hmm. more food <laughs> yeah. it's just its just so amazing but we can do what god has given us it's like it's circular you know like mm-hmm. god gives us the food we eat it and whatever we have left we give it we put it back in the earth and it grows mo- more food again and it's just so beautiful and when we get to do stuff like that it just makes me feel more connected to what i'm doing like my food that i'm eating and the um like the plants that we're growing. And if you don't have yourself your own little garden situation or you only have a couple houseplants and you have this abundance of compost, if you're successful with it, then I would bag it up and share it with your girlfriends, share it with Mm -hmm. your family members and and put plant food on that label and say, give this to your plants. They'll love it.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Speaking of food, Marcella.
1: Okay, my next one that I have is kids snacks i have been on a long journey of (laughs) figuring out how to make almost all of the snacks that my kids eat from scratch um definitely like the past month or so they've been like eating store-bought snacks exclusively (laughs) so you guys have been super uh, yeah, we've also been all been very sick. Um, <clears throat> but I have learned how to make gummies, like fruit snacks for the kids. Um, crackers, also granola bars are super easy. And there's also ways that you can do your own, like applesauce packets. You know, like the squeezy packets that they have for the kid for kids and babies. Um, you can buy reusable packet things that you can fill up with your own applesauce or whatever your own purees or whatever it is um they have those online that you can buy and honestly the biggest hit I think out of all those things for our family personally has been the gummies and like Jed like I make gummies for Jed and I too (laughs) so and you can make them for various reasons like I made like sleepy time gummies with like tart cherry juice Um, which is good for like helping melatonin production. Also um, making gummies that have a lot like high vitamin C. Um, So essentially the main recipe that I usually end up using is some kind of organic fruit juice. I try not to buy from concentrate, but you really don't You don't need that much juice. So even if you can only afford a small bottle of a juice that's like not concentrate, it's still it's I think it's still worth getting Mm -hmm. that. Um, But if you don't, whatever, Um, if that's the only thing that you can find is like a from concentrate version. So I usually get some kind of fruit juice and then a sweetener. I usually like to use honey because um, it tastes fine to me. We all like it, and it dissolves really easily, and then um, grass-fed gelatin powder. And um, I was doing, for a while, I was doing, like, you essentially have to, like, what they call bloom the gelatin powder, which is you sprinkle it over the cold liquid, you let it kind of wrinkle up into the juice. If you ever do this, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then you put it over the stove over a low-medium heat, and you let it all dissolve You add the honey or whatever sweetener or whatever your recipe is calling for. And then once it's all dissolved, you pour it into, I was using like glass bakeware, um, like baking pans and stuff. And it slides out really easily. Some people like, oh, you have to oil the pan. And I've never had to do that.
0: Yeah, Um, when I do it, I never need to oil it. I just dump it straight in. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes you can do a parchment paper on the bottom that just makes it easier to like lift it out and then you can just like cut it from there pour the the melted liquid into some kind of pan and then you put it in your fridge and usually depending on how thick they are I found that they can usually set within a couple of hours if they don't really take that long pull them out you could cut them up I was doing squares for a while and then I found these super cute molds like candy molds they're like these little animals and they have like little syringes so I get the melted liquid and I syringe the melted gelatin into the animal molds and then they have like legit fruit snacks yes (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't have all the all of the stuff in it so This is an easy way if you're trying to like get your kids to take more magnesium, like adding magnesium powder or some kind of uh, vitamin C powder. And they don't they don't want to take in other ways or they're like the options are unlimited, essentially, with what you could do with especially the gummy snacks. I've even made like layered um, like mango juice gummies with like coconut milk gummy like layered on top of it it's it's really really good and Jen and I usually end up eating like half of that.
0: <laughs> yeah we well really even too. there's benefits for adults too it's just not for it's yeah, not totally. just for kids like when i make it i want the gel i want the beef gelatin because i mm-hmm. want to get the collagen benefits yes. and so it's really good for everybody
1: <laughs> yeah i've even done some where i've done like a custard gummy situation um, when I was trying to get a lot more B vitamins for myself, and also when Eli was starting solids, I would do kind of that same situation, um, but using a fruit juice with some raw egg yolk mm. in it too, and bee pollen, and uh, getting that down to a dissolved liquid and, and making those into gummies. So, pretty much anything that you can
0: do in a liquid
1: form and you can dissolve the gelatin powder into you can definitely make it to some kind of like gummy fruit snack situation and the other ones is just if you find your kids are eating they gravitate towards certain snacks more than others just look up a few recipes because you might be like this there's no way that i can make this (laughs) excuse me getting over sickness still um but you might find it's way easier than you thought it was going to be, yes. and way less complicated. And then you're you're not buying that stuff. It's probably going to end up being cheaper and healthier in the mm-hmm. long run. Just making it yourself, anyway. Obviously, it takes more time. It's not as convenient as just like picking that from the store. Um, but I found that you know, I I feel better about giving my kids these snacks. And I know exactly, like,
0: what's in that. <laughs> like, there's yes, because no, you put now, it in there. <laughs>
1: exactly, because I ran it myself. Anyway.
0: On yeah. To next one. I was kind of having a similar dilemma where when Ryan and I um, stopped having um, plant-based, like, milks and, like, creams and stuff, I was trying to figure out our coffee situation. Because Ryan and I are huge coffee people. We have it every single morning. And we... I wanted to get away from having the creamers that we were having because there's just a ton of garbage in it. And I, it was making me feel sick and it would leave like a, like a film on my tongue. Like I can't explain it. Yeah, It's just, yeah, it's yeah. because of the oils, like the seed oils yeah. that are in it. That's what leaves that feeling in your mouth. And so we were drinking a lot of raw milk and I was like, you know what? I think in order for me, it will, for me to be able to have the raw milk every day, I need to have it in my coffee because I don't just like, like having a glass of milk. Like I have to have it with something. Right. Yeah, (laughs) It's just not my favorite. And so when we started putting in our coffee, I was like, oh, like we really just like to dress up our coffee with like, Syrups or creamers and like have the fun little things. So then I was like, okay, maybe I need to buy I need to find some like organic coffee syrups, there is literally nothing in the entire universe that you can buy that doesn't have natural flavors or Mm. food coloring or just something in it that really like, I was like, this is just me replacing one bad thing for another bad thing, you know? right So then I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to buy this, then I'm just going to have to make it. (laughs) So then I was like, how complicated is this going to be? I am, you guys, I'm an idiot. You know what it (laughs) takes to make a coffee syrup, sugar and water. That's what I'm saying.
1: Some people really think like it is very complicated and we psych ourselves out. And it's like, just go and look to see what's out there that other people have made. And you're probably like, wow, that's it? That's all it takes?
0: Yes. Last night before bed, I made like two weeks worth of vanilla coffee syrup in less than five minutes. Probably three minutes. And that's from start to finish. Like from yeah. getting the ingredients. So you can, okay, the, the cool thing about coffee syrup is you can make any, any syrup that you want. Like if you have the essence or the, you know, the, what do you call the extract of something, you can make yeah. any flavor. So yeah. there's two that Ryan and I have been gravitating towards that are simple, that are really easy. The first one is just a classic vanilla simple syrup. And I just put a couple uh, tablespoons of that in our coffee. It tastes amazing. It tastes like Starbucks. It's so good. Better than Starbucks. Probably better. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, probably better than Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still a Starbucks girly, so don't worry, everybody. I love me a Starbucks drink. And if somebody makes it for me, it tastes better. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so sugar, water, equal parts sugar and water. So I do a cup of sugar, a cup of water, and I melt it down. Um, don't bring it to a boil because then the sugar will burn you just need to make it so it completely dissolves then i add a generous amount of vanilla extract and you kind of measure with your heart it depends on like how much vanilla you're comfortable with like the taste i put like three tablespoons worth of vanilla that's a lot of vanilla but i really like the 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 strong vanilla taste in my latte when i make it and yeah that's it and you just put it in like a container you could put it in a jar you could put it in a bottle you could put it we have like a cute little like syrup dispenser. So I just put it in there. And then this other one that I make that is our favorite one. That's kind of the special one. It's a half a cup of sugar, half a cup of brown sugar. And then you dissolve it down with water and then you add um, a little Mm -hmm. bit of vanilla and then a generous amount of cinnamon again to taste. And it's a cinnamon dolce syrup. Oh yeah. It is so good. That one's a little bit of a thicker syrup, um, But it's so delicious. And then when I make my coffee with it, I just like sprinkle a little cinnamon on top and it completely Yum. finishes off. And these syrups work for both cold and hot coffee. And it's so delicious. And again, I saw with my own eyes, the ingredients are going in there and they do last a while in the fridge. So you can't have them on the countertop you do have to put them on the fridge so you can have like your cute Mm. little coffee bar i know that some people try to but it's just not going to last very long like i just wouldn't
1: unless you have like a lot of a lot of older people in your house who are drinking coffee all the time constantly they go through it quickly yeah
0: yes but probably the
1: two of you probably not
0: yeah so we keep ours in in our fridge and they last like since we both have a cup of a day, like it lasts like a couple of weeks and then I just make it again and it's just super simple. And when when I'm desperate and I don't have the time or if I'm not feeling good, then we'll just use maple syrup as a sweetener. Um, But making (laughs) the fun coffee syrups is just wonderful and we can still have the experience we want, but without the processed and seed oil stuff.
1: Anyway. Jed just made me rose syrup. To make, like, rose lattes. Oh. It is so so great.
0: Yeah, you guys can just honestly look. Okay, like, I know that I'm just a TikTok girly. But seriously, (laughs) like, TikTok, you can search any, like, type of recipe for, like, coffee syrups. Like, I was just, like, I love the Cinnamon Dolce one from Starbucks. And I just looked it up. And there was, like, ten videos about how to make this. And it was just, like awesome and then i just find whatever the easiest one is and i do that
1: <laughs> yeah and because they're like because like that compared to like doing a youtube video you know youtube video it's very involved and it's like they have they're telling, you, telling you a the, story and like story and it's like if you need something quick like Get to the TikTok point is definitely yeah the, the short recipes on tiktok is definitely way, yeah. way better um okay the next one i literally just put in my notes medicine I'm not like. Bro, what are you doing? I'm not like MacGyvering stuff over here. I've got are a lot going. You growing marijuana
0: in your backyard? Oh, uh, I don't. Is marijuana illegal? It's it's illegal in Tennessee. It's okay, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there?
1: Jed, is medical marijuana illegal?
0: <laughs> Out here, like he's looked it up before.
1: There's a lot of dispensaries. Okay, so I think if you have a medical, um, not license, but permit for the, no, I'm not growing marijuana. I'm not planning on growing marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> That's very confused. That's why I'm talking about marijuana, because he can only hear my side of the conversation. I have have <laughs> <laughs> um, so I put medicine as in, like... <laughs> um herbal remedies Mm. um i i'm not against pharmaceuticals i mean for goodness sakes i had two hospital bursts, fully (laughs) drugged up (laughs) that would be very hypocritical if that was if, if that was my my take on that whole thing yeah, and neither am um,
0: i i'm literally i take you're some literally every day
1: <laughs> on, yeah, literally um i think there's a time and place for them i think where we've where we've erred too much is that we like as a society especially in the states jump to that as the first option for pretty much every mm-hmm. single little ailment that we have without considering you know does the risk outweigh the benefits all that sort of thing and so um, when I was pregnant, I, I've always been kind of interested in this sort of thing, but when I was pregnant with Eli, I went on a journey of figuring out if there is a way that I could more naturally support my body and my mental health during my pregnancy and postpartum. And it definitely set me down a rabbit hole, um, of just wanting to learn so much about this. Um, I would like to eventually, um, dabble in making tinctures and mm. blends and things like that. I've done like drying herbs. Um, Jesse, he wants me to roll a joint with the marijuana apparently that I'm apparently growing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This is why I can't have him in the room when I'm recording. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I've, I've experimented with, like, drying herbs with a little bit of foraging, um, which is kind of, I think, a little wild to some people. But being able to source medicine for your family, I think, is just, like, one of the coolest things that you can do. Because illness is unavoidable, especially mm-hmm. with children. Like, you are not going to be in perfect health all the time. I mean, I've been in the thick of it. Ever since we moved here, I feel like we've been sick every other week, um, especially the kids. And so that along with, there's like a lot of great homeopathic companies um, that we utilize as well. And so having those things together, you know, kind of the herbal remedies, homeopathic stuff, more holistic type Mm -hmm. um, treatments, it really does help to avoid having to go to the doctor for things like a simple cold because it's mm-hmm. turned into something more severe like sinus infections or you know <clears throat> severe respiratory illnesses and things like that um, especially with kids I do not mess with the respiratory stuff like that makes me very nervous especially with their babies and so it obviously takes a lot of research I think being in a community where you have older women who have been doing this for a while and they have kind of like their tried and true remedies and things like that, of things that they've used in the past with their kids when they were little. And it's like, okay, I'm trusting you. this is grandma's recipe. We all know like grandma yeah. has those, those recipes, you know, like utilize those for sure. But um, yeah, I think eventually I, I want to like expand my skills in this area specifically and everything, all the, the things that we're listing here, we're not saying, okay, tomorrow you have to figure out how to make your apple cider vinegar, <laughs> your medicines. <laughs>
0: These your are things we've out. learned over several years
1: and also, trial and like, error. Yes. And also your experiences in life and also just your natural interests are going to lean you towards certain subjects more yes, than others. Totally. Like totally. I know like if your children have a lot of digestive issues, if they're having a lot of food intolerances, you're probably going to lean more towards things like sourdough or mm-hmm. making more of those homemade things more than like worrying about the homemade cleaners. So it's right. like you right. have to you have to kind of and we've gone through various circumstances where things have had to be more of a priority than others. And so yes. don't listen to this and feel pressured that, oh, my goodness, I have all this store bought stuff in my house. Like,
0: so do we. <laughs> yes yeah girl i have to buy a lot I, of stuff from the store yes there it is people would be shocked the things that <laughs> i have in my house knowing me and my personality <laughs> but weight. it's like balance man it's all about balance yeah. do what you can yeah. whatever the yeah, current yeah, priority yeah. is at the time you know is
1: what you're yeah is what you're going to learn and so don't feel pressured. you have to have all this stuff figured out or that we're like come on I'm like why yeah. don't you know how to do these things like we said like this has been over quite a few years of trial and error and things that our family has been in need of at that moment and us being totally. like, okay how am I going to take it upon myself as a homemaker to make this for my home?
0: literally yeah
1: so um so yeah I think that was my last one you have Oh wait, no. Yeah, we have I have one more.
0: more. I have one more myself. Um, so to piggyback on your cleaning solution stuff, I about like six months ago started making my own version of like a Clorox wipe. And this would be for something that's more heavy duty. So for example, say you were dealing with raw chicken, (laughs) the vinegar Mm. is not going to cut it (laughs) sometimes, you know, or cleaning a toilet, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, that need kind of like the extra oomph. Um, I was trying to figure out how I can make a cleaning solution that works and is effective and that's safe. Um, but also I felt good about, you know, having in my home. So I found this recipe for Clorox wipes. So like alternatives to Clorox wipes. So what you do is you get a big, huge jar and you buy um, a pack of microfiber towels. I got like a pack of 20 for a few dollars at Lowe's mm-hmm. and then stick it in, the, in your jar. And then you're going to fill it up a third of the way with Vinegar and I use like my citrus vinegar solution because I'm not the biggest fan of the smell of vinegar. So the citrus yeah. kind of balances the, the fragrance. And then I do the rest water, most of it, the rest of it water. And then I add half a cup of rubbing alcohol, pure rubbing alcohol. And then I just like kind of zhuzh it with my hands, like to, to kind of mm-hmm. mix it all together. And I'll just pull out and wring out into the jar the wipe one wipe at a time. The only thing that this is not good for is your hands. So I recommend if you use this and you're like using them a lot, to wear gloves because it's alcohol is harsh on your skin. So even though it's not all alcohol, it's just a little bit, and it's an, it's a it's a little bit in a huge jar, right? And it'll distribute evenly throughout the wipes that you're making. It's still going to irritate your skin. So if you use this, again, it's my advice that you use gloves. Don't use your bare hands. I learned that the hard way. But I'm also very eczema prone and, like, my Mm. skin's very sensitive. So it could be it was a combination of both. But it did just dry out my entire hands after using them so much because I was, like, so anti-gloves. And now I wear gloves for literally everything because I'm just, like, a baby now. Like, you do that, too. You you wear your gloves. Yeah. I should have learned a long time ago. That is a wife tip, man. Like save your hands. (laughs) I have Mm -hmm. a pair of gloves for cleaning and I have a pair of gloves for dishes and it's wonderful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So I use those as alternative Clorox wipes. I haven't made it since we moved, so I'm probably going to make them soon, but I've just been kind of getting back into my rhythm. But that has been a great alternative for doing those a little bit needs a little bit of a harsher clean, but I don't necessarily want to get the bleach. I don't want to get the other stuff that's more harmful. So the rubbing alcohol really helps, but again, not good for your skin. So you kind of got to yeah. figure out what to do about that.
1: And also really quick with the cleaning solution stuff, be very careful. Like don't don't be like mixing whatever you think. Like, sure, this will yeah. clean stuff. Like, sure, because there are legitimately like, natural substances that you will mix together that will make right um toxic An gas explosion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I so think like double check um, to make sure yes. what you're making is safe Yeah. instead of just like wicking it
0: yeah um, don't be a witch brewing your your <laughs> potion and then it blows up on your face okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because it, it is possible so just be careful with the homemade cleaning solution stuff especially yeah, when you're feeling so. like alcohol vinegar even hydrogen peroxide things like that like you you really got to know what mixes with what and what doesn't Um, yeah
0: agreed you don't knock yourself yeah don't blow your house
1: up um yeah (laughs) so my last thing i just put most baked goods um a kind of the same situation that i had with like the tortillas the kids snacks all of that stuff you go and buy these things at the store even a lot of the organic options, they still have things that is just like not necessary for it to be in there. And I'm not saying, like, okay, you need to like do everything, like sourdough, have it all be a sourdough situation. Um, cause I know that can also be intimidating and maybe not practical because sourdough can be time consuming yeah. during the day. Um, so if you feel like that's just not feasible, even just doing your basic, like, active yeast mm-hmm. situations is probably still going to be a better option yes. than what you're buying at the store and again you might be thinking well i really love to eat this stuff all the time and i buy this frequently but there's no way it's that easy to make i would say look up a few different recipes watch a few youtube videos tiktok whatever and just see what people are doing and how they're making it. And you might be pleasantly surprised as to how easy it actually is. And it's not going to be, like, super complicated. It takes two days to time out your,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: your stretch and folds kind of a thing. <laughs> you yes. know, like sourdough can tend to be.
0: We need a um, whole episode dedicated to sourdough.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, not, I'm not um, a sourdough guru enough to, like, talk about it yet. <laughs> I made a lot of sourdough stuff, but still have a, such a long way to go. And also, I haven't even like gotten a new starter going since we moved here.
0: I'm probably going to just bring you some when I come. <laughs> Wait, can you like actually, though? I'm going to... I don't know. On I might, I might start one. one.
1: Okay. We'll talk later. I, yeah. <laughs> I might have already started my own by then. You're coming in a couple weeks. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, most baked goods. Things like bagels english muffins um even your basic like sandwich bread is so stinking easy and if your family has a lot of sandwiches like you can get huge bags of organic unbleached flour from costco has a really good option that's very inexpensive i know if you live where there are krogers maybe it's kroger I think it is Kroger, has also an organic, unbleached all-purpose flour option. Buying tons of bags of that or whatever you can afford and learning how to, like, just make your own sandwich bread is just going to be wildly better than what you're buying at the store, most likely. And you can use things like butter instead of, like you were saying with the coffee syrups, the seed oils that they put, and also just, like, most of the breads are going to have like synthetic vitamins in them because they're using the enriched flour. So there's just so many ways that you can improve, small ways that you can improve kind of like your your guys' diet and like, oh, we have to go all gluten-free. Like if you are not needing to go gluten-free and it's not affecting you greatly, I don't understand why people hop on that stuff, just for no reason,
0: yeah, um, usually, like I wouldn't recommend eliminating anything from your diet unless a doctor has told you that you need to unless
1: unless you do like genuinely do have reactions,
0: to those yeah, things. yeah, there's a legitimate not, reaction a, yeah. yeah,
1: there's not a reason to eliminate them, and so, but just by merely making it on your own at home is just like it is I think it is seriously going to yeah your family for sure, um. No, I so totally that, agree. That, even like making your own cookie dough. <laughs> yeah. You know, like even desserts and things like that. And um yeah. I was even like making pastas when we were living in California. I haven't gone back to it because it's just been too crazy. But that's a time consuming thing. But you like that's another thing, like making your own pasta. And things like that, like the more time that you have during your day, you feel like you kind of get a hang of your like cooking or baking routine, you can start to add more complicated things into your weekly, into your weekly That's what I was
0: going to make sure to say too, is like, if you are like wanting to like lean more into having a homemade home, I recommend doing it little by little. Don't overwhelm yourself by tackling everything in one week or one day pick one thing to focus on for that week. And even like when I was doing, when I was learning how to do sourdough, I was not making anything else except for sourdough for like two months because I was like, I want, to invest my time and learn this craft and do it well and then once I feel like I have the hang of it and I don't have to look at the recipe all day yeah then you kind of go going autopilot yeah yes then I'm comfortable with learning how to do the tortillas now you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like right. pick the thing yeah. that you really want to do the most focus on that learn it really well and then once you feel like you've gotten the hang of that then you can start adding the other stuff on you know
1: Yeah, and this is keeping in mind, like, the amount of time that we've had between this episode and the last one that we did on, like, the homemade stuff, it's been, like, what, three years?
0: Yes. Or something like
1: that. So it's, like, there are a lot of things that we are still doing. Same, like you said, a lot of of the things that you, or probably everything that you said in the previous episode, you're still doing to this day. Mm -hmm. And you're now able to add more things in because you already have your routine going and it's just, like, so I think... Like, don't be discouraged because you're looking at these people listening to us talk about this, maybe watching people on your social media. And it's like, how do they have the time to do this <laughs> in a day when it literally takes me an hour to just figure out what this recipe means? Yeah. To out? I completely understand. And it's like, that's why she's saying you need to like, take it slow. Do one thing at a time. Don't master it to the point where you're like obsessed with perfection. Right. But to the point where you're comfortable and you're like, okay, yes. I've actually got the hang of this. I don't have to think too much about it. I know the general time you want to have to start this. So it's ready for dinner or whatever it is. And then slowly adding things into your weekly routine. It, it gets easier as you, as you do it more often for sure.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Well, if you have nothing else to say, I think we're ready to wrap up today's episode. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Let us know what you're making homemade. If there's something in the last two episodes that we've done on this topic that we haven't mentioned and you're like, hey, have you guys considered trying this? Let us know in the comments on Facebook and Instagram and also on Patreon. And uh, I can't wait in a couple years from now what our other what stuff up? Can we <laughs> yeah. i can't wait to conference. see what we add to our our repertoire but that's the yeah. fun of being a homemaker is you get to embrace this like creative side of your of your life that otherwise you wouldn't be able to and there's so many sustainable ways to learn how to do things like this so anyway okay we're gonna wrap up today's episode we'll talk to you guys next week and we hope you have a blessed rest of your week bye bye Thank you.